Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of our Cats Pyjamas Conversations mini podcast series which is all about communicate well. Um, We are focusing on people who have a communications background or link somehow um, and every episode is about health and well-being in some way. I'm very very excited because I have the trio behind Comms Unplugged with me here um, to talk about that today. It's my first podcast interview with more than one guest so I think it's going to be some sort of magical comms chaos that goes on uh, here this evening. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited about this. Um, let's uh, ask you guys to introduce yourselves if you don't mind and uh, shall we start with you Sally? Hi there, uh, thanks for having us on Carrie Ann, it's really cool um, to not be producing the podcast but be talking on the podcast instead. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm Sally Northeast, um, I'm Deputy Director of OD Participation and Communications at Dorset Healthcare, which is a large community and mental health trust in beautiful Dorset. Um, got a background mainly in local government and uh, journalism with a bit of freelance thrown in and been in the NHS uh, five and a half years now. Uh, and obviously I'm one third of Team Unplugged. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that fab intro, Sally. It's good to hear a little bit more about what you do and I know we'll explore more about Tom's Unplugged shortly. Um, Darren, why don't you go next and introduce yourself? Hi, Carrie-Anne. Well, first off, thanks for having me back. This is my second time. I, I told you you were popular. <laughs> well, I never get invited anywhere twice, so this is this is really cool. Thank you. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a creator and owner of Comms 2.0 and Creative Communicators Limited. I'm a ex-head and director of Comms, been in Comms like 100 years. And just recently, I seem to be referred to now as Comms Dad. Which I don't yeah, know if that's... Yeah, comms dad. I don't... Is that a good or a bad thing, though? It's a good thing. Good thing. thing. You don't want comms granddad, then you want to worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that comes next, you see. That's the problem. <laughs> and, and yeah, and I, I am absolutely honoured to work with Sally and Georgia on, on what we think is the, just like the best comms industry event there is. Excellent. We'll put that to the test shortly when you start telling us about it. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, comms dad, Darren. That's a fabulous intro, um, or daddy of all things comms. That might be how I refer to you now on Twitter. Um, Georgia, the final of the threesome. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Carrie-Anne. Yes, and thanks for having us. Um, I'm Georgia Turner. I'm a Director of Communications and Marketing at Bournemouth Christchurch and Paul Council down here in Dorset. Quite a new council. We've only existed since April 2019, but we're now one of the biggest in the country. So uh, never a dull moment. Um, I've been in local government my entire career. Um, and like I say, I don't think it ever gets boring. Constant change, constant challenge, um, loads of um, very worthwhile, exciting, interesting, brilliant things to do. So um, I love, I love, love it. And um, yeah, um, managed to fit Comms Unplugged in and be one third of Comms Unplugged too. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Georgia. And it is lovely to uh, virtually meet you because I don't think we've met before. So it's um, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, thank you so much. I feel like I'm in absolutely fabulous comms company tonight with you three on here. I feel quite honoured um, that you've offered to take part in the podcast. So um, let's get cracking and talk about what we all want to hear about. Um, firstly, where did the idea for Comms Unplugged come from? And tell us a little bit about what it is. I'll, I'll kick off, shall I? So uh, where did the idea come from? Well, many years ago, it's probably about 2015 or so, um, I attended a, a, an event that Darren uh, was involved with organising called Comps Camp up in Birmingham, as far away from a campsite as you can probably get, actually. Um, and uh, at the time, Georgia and her husband had a little glamping business going on on the side, and Georgia and I have known each other for years and years and years and worked together a lot. And uh, we just got chatting. I saw this comms, comms camp thing. You know, it's quite a nice sort of informal, kind of unstructured, uncompensy type thing. Quite cool. What if, you know, we were just having a chat. What, what if we actually, what if we actually did something that was like an actual camp? You know, why don't yeah. we just kind of tack it onto your glamping business and kind of like get people along with tents and stuff? And we didn't really know Darren particularly well at that time, but we, you know, kind of roped him in and said because we knew obviously he had a lot of influence in the comms industry. And well, what do you think of this? Is this something that will fly? Is it a thing that will work? You know, 
and we sort of batted it around for a couple of years really and, and kind of um you know just thought our main premise around it was you know we knew that that people were, were really stressed out in our industry actually that they were tired um that they didn't have a lot of opportunities to get away and learn and develop themselves um that they weren't really looking after their well-being every year it was coming out in the surveys it was you know, one of the highest stress industries there is so we just thought why don't we you know why don't we take a different approach and see see if we can cook something up that you know hits a load of those buttons people develop go somewhere that is different a different kind of space and stuff so we sort of made the mad decision to to, to do something in 2017 at which point i'm going to hand over to georgia to say how we got it off the ground because <laughs> i can't i can hardly remember it now actually how we did oh, it oh now now she can't remember so she gives it to me <laughs> <laughs> there you go i know you'll remember no pressure. Oh, you know i can barely remember either um other than um uh, Darren will correct me with the figure is wrong, but I think we turned the whole thing around in 72 days. Yeah. From from the day we said we're going to do it to the day we the first day of the event was 72 days. So wow. yeah, and I and I think the reason is partly down to belief. Like Sally said, that sort of seed it was in our heads for a couple of years. You know, we could have just gone nah nah, that's a bit crazy. No one's going to go to that. We're, we're we're all you know quite busy with our full time public sector comms jobs and consultancy work we don't need to do this because we all do it pro bono anyway we do it for the love of it we didn't need to we could have just knocked it on the head and let it go but that seed it just wouldn't wouldn't go away and so that belief in it being a good idea something inside has told us it was a good idea um and i think the collection of the three of us made us be brave if it had just been one of us I don't think it would have happened but we, we kept each other going you know one of us would say what about this the next one what about this the next one what about this and we've got different skill sets different connections so you know obviously Sally and I are both here in Dorset we've got good professional connections we know the area really well so we could go oh, it would be brilliant for it to be here and I could get that speaker along and you could ask that person and you know I've got my yoga instructor in the field and she's now a regular every year she's one of our originals she comes and does yoga in our field and, and she normally teaches me on a Wednesday night you know Darren brilliantly connected in the wider sector so you know lots of good links there for sponsorship for speakers for spreading the word beyond it being Dorset and so um you know I think that 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 helps because Darren Darren's contacts got us alive with ideas one of our brilliant sponsors did our website for us got us off the ground and I remember we're launching the tickets we were so nervous and so excited and then we were so disappointed because certainly for me, I thought it was going to be like Glastonbury. Yes, Within so 30 I. minutes, that'd be it, sold out. And I think on the first day we sold about four tickets or something and we, we couldn't believe that the whole com, public sector comms world wouldn't be clamoring for this thing that we believed in so much. But, you know, we had a brilliant loyal crew that first year, our originals as we call them. I think there were about 35 of them or something like that. And, you know, without them that rocking up that first year to this kind of weird, untested, crazy thing that no one knew if it was going to work, we, we wouldn't be doing it now. So we are totally grateful to those guys for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they took a punt on it. You know, and people came from Scotland in the first year. And when we had the Scotland booking, we were like, whoa, people are going to actually come down from Scotland. They flew down to Southampton Airport. They do know it's in Dorset, up. don't they? And not Dumbartonshire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they, you know, they came all, and pe people from Wales came in the first year, people the north so we we kind of knew even though it wasn't the numbers that we we were kind of strongly believing would turn up we kind of knew that we did have something because if it was going to attract people from far and wide then it was going to be something a bit a bit special i think absolutely how exciting oh my goodness i can feel the energy now i can't quite imagine what it must have been like for like that first time and the way it's mad who's going emotional emotional very mad and emotional for sure and so um, you've talked a bit about kind of your idea for it and how you've got it off the ground. So you're um, a few years in now. Obviously, there was a little hump with COVID last year. Did we dare talk about the COVID oh. issue? Oh, I'm sure you had amazing plans. Yeah, we, we'd, we'd got it all planned. We'd started to sell tickets. We'd sold 40% of our tickets. Um, and then, well, we had to make a decision further into the year we, we waited as long as we could didn't we guys just to make that decision but we had to make the decision not to do it so in the end it was just me and Georgia 
because we were allowed to go as like two individuals to yeah. camp in the field. We did a CU for two in the same campsite, Sally and I, and we did a little programme, yeah. which was two thirds professional and personal development and one third well-being. Yeah. Uh, you know, in true comms unplugged style. And Sally taught me some stuff and I taught her some stuff and we did some reading and, you know, and we did the walking in the woods, which is an absolute, you know, must do at comms unplugged. So yeah. it was great. And some of the unpluggers went and did their own little mini comms unplugs as well, I think, yeah, around the country so on their own. We tried to keep the spirit alive and, and you know, obviously we, we actually did a lot of plugged in stuff last year as well. We did webinars and we did a load of online stuff because and we'll talk a bit about the community later, but we wanted to keep something going and we knew people needed something. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you know, Darren, Darren will expand on that in terms of why people should engage with it. But we saw, you know, we saw a lot of um, different people engaging with us last year as well in that different way. So um, we just wanted to keep the family together. Yeah, and it, you've got a real sense of community around Comms Unplugged. So for those communicators who perhaps haven't been exposed to it yet, why should they engage with Comms Unplugged? Shall, shall I go for this one? Yeah, um, there's so many reasons. I mean, this this will sound really cheesy, but we always describe it and I always describe it as it's not an event, it's an experience. And it's like nothing else you'll ever go to. And, you know, like 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 the rest of, you know, the, the industry and, and you three, we go to so many great events. You know, my favorite work day of the year is the Unawards, which I know, you know, people have been to, but as, as something completely different in the middle of beautiful Dorset and, you know, deliberately a venue where you will there's no wi-fi you know uh, there's no powerpoint you know we we encourage people not to look at screens at all uh you'll really struggle to get a mobile signal on your phone and all of that's deliberate because we knew that we have to unplug we have to you know and, and we've seen this even more haven't we through covid all the evidence i was talking about this at an event last week that you know we are looking at screens more we you know zoom you know and teams they're they've actually been lifesavers um for you know for personal reasons for work reasons for me as a consultant you know I'd, I'd be sleeping in the car now if it wasn't for zoom do you know what i mean it, it's kind of saved our business in a way but it's too much and it's just too much and and you know now more than ever this year we we need to get away from screens and so yeah so there's so many reasons i think i it's for me it's the best industry event i've ever been to um it is unique's overused isn't it as a word but it is completely unique um you know it's fun it's it's in a beautiful part of the world it involves camping so you know you will wake up and you'll open up the front of your tent at 7am in the morning and you'll see that beautiful dorset sky and sunshine and the sun always seems to shine doesn't it in september on us touch wood again this year um, sally did one by ourselves it was sunny last year wasn't it yeah. it was amazing yeah you know you get up and you have a coffee because I only have two riders for the event, Carrie Ann, and I said, look, you can, you can decide just about anything. And we'll talk about Georgia and her bunting later on, I'm sure. But <laughs> my only two riders. Oh, you mentioned it. Don't take us there again. Can you bear it, Darren? You Ask have me. to now because he's mentioned it, Georgia. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> bunting, uh, you heard it here first. My only two riders were we have some live music on the Friday night because it's got that real festival feeling to it. Plus, we have a proper coffee van in the field. And Sally said, oh, we could get those nice big urns, couldn't we? And I was like, no, no, proper coffee. In yeah, the we both said, no, Sally. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so, you know. Yeah, but, you know, picture the scene, you're in the field, it's 7 a.m., you're sharing a coffee with, you know, someone you've never met before, you know. And I think as, as a... As in a, your pyjamas. In your pyjamas, yeah. <laughs> And your wellies. And, yeah. and, and it's totally fine. Nobody cares. Yeah. And courageous things every moment of this, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> but I think, you know, there's there's obviously the formal learning bit. And I think the speakers, we'll probably talk about in a moment. The speakers we get are speakers that are just incredible. I mean, you know, we'll talk about Johnny Benjamin probably a little bit later on. To this day, probably the best is it best? Certainly most emotional talk I've ever seen. It wasn't, a dry, it wasn't a dry eye in the house. And, you know, we had uh, Sam Hodges, who was the head of comms at Twitter at the time, back in 2018. 
you know, this year we've got Bruce Daisley. He was so excited about it. Do you know what? He's worth the entrance fee alone, in my view. You can't get to see these people on the regular circuit. They don't do it generally. Um, so I think you've got the professional learning aspect. But I think when we set it up, we were really clear that we wanted at least half of the agenda to be around mental health and well-being. And, you know, we don't claim to be the first, but I think we were one of the forerunners in saying, we keep talking about mental health. We take, keep talking about doing doing better about well-being. And we've seen surveys year after year after year, but it was, well, let's just blooming do something about it. And so it was our kind of flag in the sand to say, this is our attempt. We have no idea if anybody will come. And like, you know, there wasn't any research that said what people are really after is, is an event in a field where they have to camp in a tent. Yeah, that's true because Darren's usually all about following the data. Yeah. Yeah. There was none of that with this. This was totally gut feeling. That was it. Gut instinct, wasn't it? And, yeah. And I think that first year, even we, you know, we launched the ticket sales on the first day of the school summer holidays. Yeah. Like the world's worst time to launch ticket sales. Do you know what I mean? But we just did it because we knew it was a good idea. And I think, you know, research and plans, it's great. It's our world, isn't it? It's what we do every day. But sometimes you just got to do what you know in your gut is a really brilliant thing. And I think, so I think, yeah, as Georgia said, we're so grateful that for people that kind of took a, took a flyer with it in the first year. In the second and the third year, we've sold out, you know, in 2019, the last one, we turned people away because we said, look, we've got enough. You know, it's not a profit making event. It's, you know, it's it's not about that. So it's about the quality of the events uh, rather than numbers. So there's so many reasons to get there and even sponsors come along and it's not like your regular gig where well, we'll put your logo on that and you can have your pop-up stand over there. It's like, no, you just come as regular attendees and, and you That's enjoy where it. your tent goes, over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they pitch their tent wherever, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a corporate tent now, don't we? So we do have a corporate tent if, if any sponsor wants one. Yeah, no one uses it's a, it's it. A little, it's, it's, a little, it's, it's a little three-man tent, but, you know, if you yeah. haven't got a tent, we'll lend it to you. Oh, aren't it? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things, talk, talking of, the, like Darren says, the sponsors just coming along as delegates, one of the words we often use to describe the, the field and the event is it's a great leveller because um, everybody's there in their in their casual gear. You know, there's no pressure to, um, you know, be a corporate like you may maybe sometimes get at some of the big industry conferences or if you're on a training day with a, with a sector body. Not that there's anything wrong with that because that's appropriate for those environments. But for our field, it's you could be stood, you could be you know in an entry level role, stood next to having your breakfast coffee and your PJs and your wellies, a director of comms chatting away as as equals with 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 no um, no hierarchy or any, anything like that, and and it's almost palpable that kind of sense of of unity and, and equality there. I would say. Yeah, lovely. Well, that's oh, that's so nice. I feel like that's like quite a beautiful. I don't know. You don't really get that anywhere else, do you? Because quite often it is you know about networking but in that networking in corporate way rather than like actually we're all just here to unplug unwind learn stuff focus on our well-being i really love that it sounds brilliant can i take you sorry sorry no after you sally yeah i was just gonna add in it, it, it is networking but in a completely different way so so it's actually it's so informal and so relaxed that you the quality of conversations that you have I mean they're actually quite personal on a sort of quite a deep deep level I think people open up I mean people actually quite often get quite emotional at various times either in sessions or just chatting with people because there's a palpable sense of relief of being away from the hierarchy the pressure the constant screens the endless emails there's just a real sense of I can breathe now and, and I will ju I'm just going to be myself whoever that is I'm going to be myself with the people around me I had an email from someone the other day who's bought a ticket and was feeling a bit nervous and saying I don't I won't I won't know anybody and I feel a bit I feel a bit anxious about that and I said I totally get it you won't be the first person to feel like that but you will find get in the field and this crowd of people will turn up to help you pitch your tent whether you want them to or not, they'll all be around you there with the pallets <laughs> and the the pumps for the um, for the bed and all the rest of it. And and you, just literally from the minute you arrive, it's got that that sense of um, community and and friendship. And it just feels different. There's no there's there's just no pressure. Um, and I think that's what a lot of us want uh, and why people are attracted to come back year after year. Really. 
and and I love that because I often feel really privileged to work as a communications professional because I feel like in in our industry there is a bit of a sense of we're all in it together and we find creative solutions to things and we steal with pride and upcycle other people's ideas and I think we're generally quite good at being sharers in our comms community so it's really lovely because it feels like I'm hearing that's playing out in in uh, comms unplugged which is just brilliant it's like an extension of of kind of what we're like as communicators so that sounds yeah, yeah, so totally. good um you mentioned um earlier around obviously being unplugged is about that digital detox but obviously last year you said you had to do some plugged in stuff so um sorry i'm throwing in a bit of a curveball so how did that feel and how did that work for you guys last year happened to do it a bit differently we, well we had to, we just had to adapt um and i think what, i think our, the main premise was we can't do stuff unplugged because we can't do things in person so we have to try and get as close as we can to the type of content and offer that, that we would normally give but in on a digital platform so we, we quickly upgraded our our um our zoom license to a you know one that allowed for webinars uh, and and we again we made it really clear that we were going to have a combination of well-being stuff and you know learning and development and interaction as much as we could um so you know we had we had our our yoga um expert um arena she recorded several yoga videos for us we played one at the beginning of each of our series of webinars we then brought in other activities for well-being uh, Joe, one of our unpluggers, he did a sort of bird identification workshop for 10 minutes with bird song, you know, which bird is this? Um, we had drawing sessions, we had, we, you know, we had those as well as some of the really great, great speakers, which maybe George or, or Darren would like to sort of talk about. So the, the balance was similar. And again, it felt, I, mean, I think we were the first to, to bring you yoga in a comms on event i don't think anybody else had done desk yoga chair yoga now. too chair yoga and eye yoga eye yoga yeah eye yoga. yoga you've just mentioned chair yoga and my posture totally i know and I, oh my yeah. god i'm slumping in my chair sit up straight sit up straight this podcast carry on you're all right no one can yeah. see us you, you need to you need to watch one of arena's videos because it really it does sort you out you can feel all your bones cracking and you feel a lot better afterwards <laughs> yeah they're on our youtube channel they're available to go and enjoy brilliant i might have to watch one of those this week then because i'm feeling a bit slouchy now like i need to sort the posture out but um but um so the whole premise of being unplugged and the sort of digital detox sounds wonderful and probably like you know one of the most successful bits of your venture but i just wondered if each of you wanted to share what you feel are your sort of unplugged successes um for me, one of the things I would say is showing, showcasing Dorset and the amazing creativity and talent we have here. People think of Dorset as this sleepy little place where people retire. Now, it's beautiful and it's rural, not in Bournemouth, Christchurch and Poole. Of course, we are the southern powerhouse, the next city region. Um, of course, I've got to be on message with that. But in Dorset on the whole is a rural area. but. It's thriving with entrepreneurs, with businesses, with creativity. Um, and we really wanted to show that. We wanted to show off the beautiful environment and we wanted to show off um, what Dorset has got to offer from a comms and creative perspective. So we make a real point of highlighting on our agenda every single speaker or workshop leader that is from Dorset. So we've had an opener. Uh, I mean, we've had these, all these people are amazing. They, they just give us their time for free. Um, to come along to this to this crazy event in Dorset. Um, we've had entrepreneurs, we've had creative people, we've had BBC journalists, we've had print journalists, uh, we've had Dorset Wildlife Trust, we've we've had a gin tasting uh, that's good for your well-being, obviously. Um, we've what other what other Dorset? We've had loads and loads, you know every time you know it's at least three, four, five if we can. Dorset um, entre entrepreneurs or companies, and I think it was 2018. Um, we were we were actually getting back our opening speaker to do another session from the year before because he'd been so engaging and there were so many more tickets sold and um, he, he hurt him, himself physically a couple of days before and couldn't come and I had to pull on a local contact a really really creative guy um, down down here called Matt Desmier um, to see if he would do it he said oh yeah I'm up for it I'll help you out George I'm up for it he said I've, I've got this brilliant session it's, it's about 45 slides and I said 
ah, it's completely analog. No, that's an absolute deal breaker for us. And bless him, this guy, he turned it around for us in 48 hours and did the most amazing, uplifting, upbeat, energizing um, opening opening session we could have hoped for. It was fantastic. Brilliant. Dorset, that's my my. That's, that's yours. So yeah. Georgia's all for the Dorset vote. So we need something to balance out the Dorset vote now with something else. So I feel like Darren, we should go to you next. Well, I was going to say, and again, this will sound a little bit cheesy. I was going to say the friendships which have kind of grown and developed, but I'll let Sally do that because I'm sure Sally was going to say friendship. So um, I think I think the most my favourite bit and the most beautiful bit is Friday evening. You know, the the the. The, the lights just disappear and we're in the main marquee. We do a great big prize raffle with some amazing prizes actually, you know, like four day stays in beautiful beach lodges in Bournemouth and we get some amazing prizes. Um, and then, you know, for those that like a drink, there are a couple of drinks and the food's amazing. It's like, think, think kind of artisan handmade pizzas and Indian street food and the food. I think people come and they say, Oh, I hadn't realised that the food's included. And we always say, your food's included in the ticket, but I think people are anticipating, you know, a tin of cold beans or something. The food, <laughs> fantastic, because Dorset is, you know, obviously these this pair will, 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 will go on about it, but the food and drink offering Dorset's amazing. So, so, but then, you know, then it turns to live music. So Sally's daughter's in a, in a local band who are brilliant. So they play. And then one of the, one of the originals, uh, a chap called Chris Elias, who was working at DVLA in Swansea at the time, actually found us a local Dorset musician who's a kind of singer songwriter called Tom Clements. And, and he came the first year and we just loved him, didn't we? And, and he comes every year now and like, we're friends now, you know, like we have Zoom catch-ups just to just to chat and, you know, catch up and things. And then he plays and it's just beautiful. It is like being at a festival. It is totally, but with some work thrown in. So I think, I think that Friday night is really special, but I'll let Sally talk about the friendship angle. Before you do, Sally, I want to know, are there toasted marshmallows though over Yes. Yes, we, br we bring some, but we also encourage you to bring your own as well, you know, find your own stick and stick it over there. And we've got a couple of guys in amongst the unpluggers who are very good at building fires. I mean, actually, Georgia was brilliant at it for our scene for two last year. Yeah, that was my thing. Was we've got it's a couple of guys who are really, really good at it. And so we have a couple of, of lovely open fires as the, you know, as the sun goes down and we do the marshmallows and the, you know, singing around the campfire and all the rest of it, yeah. Um, but as, um, as Darren says, you know, the... The, the quality of the connections that we make in the field is is, is something else really and there's, there's there, there is a lot of emotion around and not just me and Georgia we do inevitably always cry because it actually it's a real build-up of of emotion and Darren has to try and you know keep keep us you know keep us together really um oh but, rubbish he, ha he has a little sniffle in his tent when no one's looking I bet <laughs> yeah I'm sure he does but I, I, there's something that uh, that unlocks when you go to the field. Um, I, I can't really describe how that works or what it is, but pretty much to a person, everyone says that after they've gone away again. Um, and and I think it's because it's that combination of just the, the fresh air, the space to breathe, um, just different stimuli, um, you know, d different things to hear, being in the moment, feeling really present. Um, and I think, you know, we are society and just work for comms people definitely, but for many people as well, is so frantic, isn't it? And it's just one thing after another, one Zoom call after another, one email after another, churn, 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 churn. And you just, you, you can let go of all of that in the field. And you can go on these, I mean, these amazing mindfulness walks, which are run by, you know, and I'm not, I'm not about mindfulness. I work for a mental health trust, but, you know, mindfulness, pure mindfulness isn't my thing. But Fresh Air Fridays are this, this group that, that take us on these amazing walks and they've been with us again since the very first year they're from Wales um, and you know you, you I remember the first year we went into the into the woods and they they encourage you to sort of focus on all of your five senses one after another and just kind of and that really brings you into the presence of what can you hear you know touch that leaf what does that feel like what can you smell and hear and there was this amazing moment it was like fairyland where you know just this very light rain started to trickle down through the forest that we were walking through and it was you know you'd, you'd often think if 
you're an outside event, oh, I don't want rain. Rain absolutely brought the magic to that. And the people in that in that circle who were walking around together were just so connected by that experience. You know, it, it was it's quite ethereal. I know I'm sounding I'm going a bit all hippy dippy here. I don't mean to do that, but it it there's something about it, and I, I know that guys will agree with this, and this is something that we get the feedback from a lot from our attendees as well, is that that, that promotes that connection. And, you know, the friendships that we've had since our, our WhatsApp groups are super active. Um, we've got a, we've had a WhatsApp group after each one and they're still still going strong, you know, and everybody supports each other every day. Every day there's someone in one of those groups who says, oh, I've had a really rubbish day or oh, I've got to celebrate this or look at the size of this sunflower that I'm growing or, you know, beautiful stuff that they want to share. And every day there's someone there to respond to that and, you know, to connect around it. And. I, I don't know any other event that I've been to where you, you have that kind of follow follow up afterwards where you, you those connections last in, in the same way, you know. They, it's, and like you say, genuine. Sally, they could be anything from this sunflower I've grown or or whatever, right through to has anyone got a job description for a marketing officer? You know, yeah. it's work stuff too and, and, and it's everything in between. It, it's it's from sunflowers to job descriptions and everything in between. It it, re it really is. And, and I and I wonder, think that the, the quality of those connections perhaps does really stem from the tech-free environment because, you know, how often are you really only doing one thing uh, or and concentrating and focusing on one thing without your phone in your hand or, 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 or in, you know, thinking about the next, e you know, you better go and check your emails or there's none of that going on. You're, you're there, you're listening to your, the speaker, you're, you're engaging in the workshop, you're um, taking part in a wellbeing session. And that's all you're doing because that's all you're supposed to be doing. Um, and I think that's why the learning um, is enhanced because you know you're not actually secretly on your phone because you know don't don't have your phone there. Um, you're not you're not checking your emails under the table because no one's doing that. It's not the expected thing to be doing. In fact, it's the thing that you don't do. It's the thing. It's, it really is the thing you don't do. And so I think that the learning is enhanced. I think the well-being sessions are enhanced. And I think that's exactly why, as Sally says, the friendships and the connections are enhanced as well. And, and enduring yeah and I, I, so we we launched uh, in 2019 we launched a scholarship fund uh, where you can donate uh, into the fund and we will aim to fund as many places uh, as we can so up to four for people who for some reason can't get there in another way they, and they meet various criteria so we had our first scholarship attendees in um, in 2019 and I, I heard from one of them um, on the email the other day, we got an email through from her, and she has just booked her ticket for this year, which she has bought herself, obviously. And she said, "I don't know if you guys know how genuinely transformative that was when I came. I couldn't have afforded to come. I'd been made redundant. I was sad. I was skint. You know, I I was just not in a good place." And she applied for the scholarship, and and somebody else also applied on her behalf, and it was a very strong case. So she got the place. And she, she came away within a month, she'd got herself a new job, she'd reconfirmed her commitment to comms, she got some of her confidence back, and she said, you know, this has made a massive difference to my life and my career. And, you know, you can't ask for more than that, you know, and she's not the only one that said things like that. People have said, actually, this has made a real difference to me, and it's made me think about things in a different way. The feedback that we get is absolutely consistent with that that Sally has just said. I mean, we, we did a series of quotes and we, we, we tend to bring them out every every now and then to remind people why we're different and why we're special, just in case, you know, being in a field without any tech and one third of the agenda being well-being wasn't enough. We we kind of bring these quotes out and, and one of the one there's a couple that I love the most. And one of them is someone's just said, comms unplugged changed my life, you know, and when you hear that, you just think, wow, did we make that happen? That, you know, And another one that says that field really has been sprinkled with some kind of magic. And, and it's just, I mean, when we get these, I'll probably get emotional now just repeating it, but yeah. just, you know, you can see why you think we'll have to do this forever because this is amazing. And it's so fabulous to have this impact on people. I'm yeah. getting emotional just listening to you. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. You need um, to come along. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm, God, you know, September's such a busy month, but I know you're going to tell us when it is soon and how we can book tickets. I'm going to have to find a way to just be there. I'm going to have to just be there and not at all these other things because it sounds brilliant. And I'm yeah, it's about the giving yourself the freedom to just be in the moment and 
not be distracted by everything else that comes with being a busy comms professional, which is busy in life, but obviously aimed at comms people. And you know, it's all the words that I love, like community and connection, it just, yeah, it does sound absolutely like a magical experience. And I was gonna ask, but I think George is kind of, um, started to answer the question but like you all have really busy day jobs you have really busy um, careers you're doing 101 different things but what is it that keeps you motivated to keep going with comms unplugged on top of all of that sorry curveball question again I did you, send you, you kick off D. <laughs> you start D I'm sure we've all got a, yeah go on D um we just well we love it we love it. It doesn't feel like work. Um, and I think this year, I think we have to do it. I think I think there's actually an onus on us to do it. I think I think people actually need it this year. I think, you know, in you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, I think each year, you know, work's just getting busier and busier. But I think this year, people actually do need a break. I mean, you know, we we'll have all encountered this in our own day jobs and people that we know, won't we? But there are there are teams that are just tired and weary and they need a proper break and and you know and those three days in the field or you can come for a day you know if staying overnight isn't your thing and it, you know it won't be for everyone you can just come for the day but if you can get in that field for three days i promise you'll be completely rejuvenated and it'll give you just a you know a great big fresh air kick up the bum to say yeah we can do this and uh, there's, there's a also there's a different way of doing it i mean one of the things after after the first year in 2017 I got back and I thought it's so easy to then slip back into bad habits, isn't it? But I started doing social media through Sundays off the back of it, which doesn't sound like much, but it's just, you know, it's one day out of seven where you're not scrolling through Twitter or, you know, <laughs> updating your LinkedIn profile. That's not an interesting thing to do on a Sunday, is it? But, but you know, each of these little things, if we can all just, you know, just tune it down, just 10 or 15%, We'll do better work anyway because we'll be fresher and more creative and less tired. And but yeah, I think for us, it, we we need to do it this year. People need it, and I think that's we feel a responsibility to put it on. I think I would say it's around it is, it is around that kind of creativity. And whilst you know we're in roles where we're you know we we have a relative amount of autonomy we still work certainly Sally and I for large corporate organizations so that you are working within an element of constraint even whatever level you might be in that organization comms unplugged is just ours we can take it to where we like we can do what we like and for me I mean we've already got things on our list for comms unplugged 2022 because because this year we're full and we we've got more ideas for next year and and, and we never seem to run out of ideas of things that we want to get in that field and new things we think will enhance the, the learning or the well-being or the personal development so I think we'll just keep going until we run out of ideas and I don't know if we'll ever run out of ideas because because the way that the three of us bounce off each other with 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 contributions and and things some things to do um, that we we think people will enjoy and will benefit from and will add value to their professional lives and their personal lives you know we just want to keep going with that because as Darren says we just love it we just love we, it we you do. know what sorry Sally to interrupt you but that's the sound bite right there isn't it we'll keep going until we run out of ideas and I don't think we'll ever run out of ideas that's just brilliant I love that. <laughs> we, you're stuck with us forever <laughs> yeah, we haven't run out of ideas yet, and I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't think we were. George is right. I think the other thing is, we we actually need it as well. Uh, as as George, we're all really we're all really yeah. busy too. Yeah, and but somehow it doesn't feel like work to organise it because you know we know uh, we just love it so much. It's such it's fun. It's fun to kind of just throw out mad ideas and say, oh, let's see if we can get this person. Let's take a hit on that person, you know, or let's just contact that person on LinkedIn and see whether they'll do this, you know, and, and just the kind of the joy of, of doing that and the, the kind of buzz that we get from that as well is, is really important to us. And I, I think it's a reminder as well to us and to everybody that, you know, you don't need to do much. It's just little bits that you can do. If you just, rem if, if just one thing sticks in your head from what you've experienced that comes unplugged, or when you've come along to one of our webinars or you've done one of our little online drawing sessions or whatever it is, one little thing sticks in your head and you think, oh my God, yeah, I do need to actually give myself 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour and just have a little break or go for a walk 
mean, all those things that you just hear in your head, I've got to do that because I, I need that right now. That just makes us better communicators because as we always say, if you're not well, you can't work anyway. And, you know, we're not looking after ourselves because we're trying to do so much at work. Um, and you don't get the best quality of work in that way, you know, uh, at all. So the well-being isn't just for us, it's for our employers, it's for our careers, it's for our colleagues, it's, you know, it, it's all of that stuff as well. And we just, we absolutely are committed to it. Um, I, I, I don't know, I can't actually remember life before Comms Unplugged in some ways, you know, it just feels, <laughs> just feels like it's completely interwoven in our lives now. And that of our, you know, of, of the Unpluggers, who, by the way, many of them come up with lots of fantastic ideas for Comms yep. Unplugged as well. Yep. You know, they, they sort of say, oh, how about this person? Sometimes we'll put out a call and say, anybody heard any good speakers who are a bit like off the beaten track, not on the normal circuits that we can bring in? And they'll come up with ideas as well. So it's kind of co-produced as well, which we love. Um, and we'll so- put ideas past them. And now I've been one or two this year that, they, that we've got feedback maybe not so much so usually it's a resounding thumbs up but they're yeah it's that they're, they're, they're brilliant sounding board brilliant yeah and sally your response and i know darren mentioned the, the well-being element and how important that is maybe more than ever this year for, for communicators but i did want to ask each of you like what advice would you give to communications professionals right now who are finding it really hard to unplug and i know that's probably a massive question but i'm sure you've all got a little pearl of wisdom that you could share with with comms pros out there just to try and help them a little bit i think it doesn't need to take a long time even if you just take five minutes and focus on your breathing do 7-eleven breathing that's and just for five minutes and that'll just slow down your heart rate calm you down and help you to make a good decision about what you need to make a decision about or just take you away from things but really you should be building up from that and you know just trying to kind of drop those in throughout the day have a break in the middle of the day it's not too much to ask to have a proper break you should have lunch you should go and get some fresh air these are not it's not rocket science at all and yet we seem to have forgotten a lot of these things it's really easy to just get caught up i do it george does it you know just to get caught up in everything that's going on and i think almost working from home is it's almost more difficult because you've got, yeah. you're not going anywhere you've got no break between the meetings to walk from one room to another you're just going into and out of teams meetings yeah. so you've got to try you, you've got to discipline yourself because it's it's for you it's for your well-being and, and you know for you to be able to do a good job we talk about that always on culture in com, particularly in comms, don't we? And I do think that that home working has actually exacerbated that. So whilst I absolutely agree with what Sally has said completely, the other thing I would throw in an additional really practical thing is don't have apps on your phone. Like I will not have the Teams app on my phone because then I'll do that mindless and pick it up before I know it at half past nine at night, I've looked at the Teams messages. So I don't have app on my phone and I and I don't have notifications on my social media so I don't have to jump on my mobile as soon as someone sends a whatsapp message through because I don't know it's come through I look at it when I feel like it same with Facebook same with all of them you know so my tip really practically would say just check your apps do you really need them and even if you've got them turn off your notifications I love that really practical um, tip, George. Thank you. And Darren, how about you? Pearl of wisdom from you. Yeah. Well, all of the things that Sally and George have said, obviously. Um, I was really lucky last week. I got to interview uh, Dr. Alex George, who's, uh, if you don't know him, he's a, uh, you'll know him. He's a ANA doctor, he's a TV doctor. He's a Love Island star and... Um, not why I know him, by the way, because no, just Norman. before my, my excellent reputation's besmirched with being a Love Island fan. Well, I did say to him, I must admit, I've never watched Love Island, but and, yeah, and uh, and but he's also a mental health ambassador to to, to number 10 now as well. Um, and chatting to him, we had this exact conversation last week and he said, protect the first hour and the last hour of your day and don't kind of give it up to other people. You know, and we all do it, don't we? I'm the world's worst. I'll wake up, you know, first thing I do is pick up my phone and check the news or look at Twitter or jump on WhatsApp to reply to somebody. Protect the first hour. So if that's, you know, not everyone can do it if you've got kids and things, but, you know, get out, go for a walk, go to the gym, have a have a leisurely coffee in the garden. 
And then your last hour for him, he said it was about, I'll have a bath, I'll put some music on. And he's really into bath bombs. And there's a whole story behind that. But so his last hour is, you know, no screens, no work, no interruptions. And I thought that's a really good way to look at it, isn't it? Protect the first and the last hour. Kind of, so you start your day well, you end it well. And I think I, I wouldn't claim to do that every day, but I think that's a really good kind of discipline to aim for. And I think if you can do that, in a way, whatever's happened in between that first and that last hour kind of just melts away a bit, doesn't it? Because you know you've got that protected time either side. So um, great tip upcycled from Dr. Alex. So uh, thank you, Darren. That's fabulous. Um, I honestly could talk about this all night and I know you could too because we joked about it before we started recording the podcast. Like We did warn you. <laughs> Um, but I've absolutely loved learning more about Comms Unplugged. So, how do people find out about it if they don't already know about it? How do people book their tickets, find out more, tell us what we need to do? Sally. <laughs> We have a lovely website uh, recently revamped by our lovely sponsors Alive With Ideas and so we've got all the information on there. We've got a CU21 section which we update regularly as we announce speakers so you can see who's on there so far and we'll keep announcing more as we go along and you can buy your tickets on our online shop and that's at and sign up for our emails which you can get to through our website we was we make all our speaker announcements to our mail signups first you always hear them there first um, and followed relatively swiftly afterwards by twitter uh, facebook instagram all of which are at comms unplugged Thank you so much. You can email us as well at the comms unplugged uh, at gmail.com email address. Uh, so yeah, drop us drop us a note there. And I, I think we've already mentioned, haven't we? But just to say, it is a not-for-profit event as well. So I don't know what you think. We, we're biased, obviously. We think it's really, really, really brilliant value. But, you know, I think... £195 for two nights, three days, all of your food, coffee vouchers, you name it, yoga, woodland walks, live music, brilliant speakers like Bruce Daisley. Is that good value? I mean, obviously we're incredibly biased, but... Um, obviously, I've just realised nobody will be able to see my face because this is going out as a podcast, but I'll just pick my chin up off the floor. Uh, from, you, from you saying all of that for £185 I think is blooming amazing value and um, for those people like you say you even have the scholarship um, opportunity for those people who perhaps can't manage to afford that so I just think that's brilliant and I'm like it's not even just beans on toast it's not oh. just beans on no, toast no, no. Hey, wood-fired pizza and like paella and street food cooked Seriously. in the field and breakfast as well Oh. and coffee and yeah oh and cake there's there's some amazing cake let me just say if you look on our website and look at previous events you will see pictures of the cake it's phenomenal if you don't try a dorset apple cake there then you've made a big mistake it's just <laughs> spot on really is. so so quite frankly on the food front there is something for everybody that oh, yes enjoy. there's the live music there's the campfire there's the camaraderie oh my goodness what is not to like about this and you're learning stuff about yourself and other people and you're building a network that's going to last you a lifetime uh once you become an unplugger so you know at, yeah. at risk of, at risk of saying the wrong thing i think 185 pounds you could have a little think about your ticket prices for next year well that's <laughs> that's our two-nighter and if you come just for the day it's 80 quid i mean Okay. There's no excuse not to book a ticket, apart from the fact that they might well be sold out once people have heard this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> half gone already. Gone, yeah, yeah. Half gone already, I'm loving this. So all the comms pros listening to this who feel like it's right up their street, they need to get on Twitter, get on the website, email you, sign up to the mailing list and um, book their tickets ASAP to make sure they don't miss out. So um, I just want to say thank you so much for um, sharing everything comms unplugged with us um, on this episode. It's been brilliant. And I've no doubt Darren might be back for a third time because I'm sure once we get feedback, people will be wanting to hear from you three again because you are some sort of amazing trio, honestly. I love it. <laughs> thank you. 
We, we love, love it. it. We love working together, don't we? We're we just do. a proper gang, aren't we? Squad goals. <laughs> oh, that's... oh, and hey, we avoided Buntingate. We'll have no, to save that for next time. No, no, no way. <laughs> no, we've mentioned it now. We're going to have to end on bunting gates. Yeah. Bunting. Go on, Darren. You can tell the bunting gate story. Well, as it's as it's a not-for-profit event, there's sometimes a little bit left in the kitty, which you know, to be honest, we'll buy some extra food, the extra odd bottle of wine. You know, we'll put more into the local charities that we help support as well. But Georgie does have a bit of an obsession with bunting. It's fair. <laughs> And spending habit. Yes. Georgia, Georgia's a spender, not a saver, I think it's fair to say. And so, and it's lovely because, you know, in year one, in truth, we couldn't really afford much, could we? Year two, we got some bunting and Georgia was happy. And then, and then, was it, was it 2019, G, when you said, could we have some more bunting? And like Sally's our finance director. So Sally's kind of in charge of the money, really. Georgia's, Georgia, if you imagine it, is like almost like the child asking for extra pocket money. Could, could you have some <laughs> bunting, please, Mama? And then, and then I stepped in and said, "Oh, let her have it. Come on, send me some bunting." <laughs> and so, then I moved on to wind chasers, and we went round the whole thing all over again. We went round the whole thing. Yeah, you know it was I have funny. to say though, the the, the bunting looked amazing in 2019, didn't it? It did look amazing. We had comms unplugged bunting, and we had Dorset flag bunting as well, and we, we had our own Dorset flag um, up on a flagpole, which was brilliant. And we had no other event will have this, I don't think. A giant comms unplugged deck chair made for us as a surprise by one of our unpluggers, who yeah. then transported it to the site in his smart car. That is what in happens there. in the world of comms unplugged. It's random. Brilliantly photos bonkers. Of, photos of that on the website. That that deck chair is amazing. Do you know, there's so many comms pros listening to this now that like that's just bringing back memories for them of every event they've ever had to organise. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can we afford the bunting or not? Yeah, and can can we fit that in our car to get it to the place <laughs> yeah. to be? Yeah. I love that. That's brilliant. So I'm thinking... The funny thing, though, the funny thing, in our work jobs... We would never let people waste money, would we, on corporate no. bunting? <laughs> no, no, you can't have the bunting, and definitely not the bunting with the stuff printed yeah. on it. You're yeah. just plain yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm thinking you need a comms flag next on the flagpole alongside the Dorset flag. Maybe a comms unplugged flag could come next. But we I don't want a nice big wind chaser. But yeah, we will, we will probably get some more if, if Georgia is not. We'll have another stopped. idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good girl. <laughs> this year. So now, so now you've had Buntingate, you will have to come back on the podcast at some point because Georgia needs to tell us a story about Sally and a story about Darren to just even it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're on. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and um, I can't wait to hear about more successes from Comms Unplugged. So thank you so much, uh, Sally, Georgia and Darren. Thanks, Thanks for having us. See you in the field. <laughs>